0: Is here. So Lord, we, we just want to be reverent before your weighty presence that's here. And God, we confess that this, this is a little new for us. And we're going to do our best, God, to kind of bend beneath what you're doing in this room right now. So help me, God. Exactly how to speak. I'm just treading lightly. the church in Ephesus write, the one who holds the seven stars in his right hand, the one who walks among the seven golden lampstands, says this, I know your deeds and your toil and perseverance, and that you cannot tolerate evil men, and you put to the test those who call themselves apostles, and they aren't, and you found them to be false, and you have perseverance and have endured for my name's sake and have not grown weary, but I have this against you, that you've left your first love. Therefore, remember from where you've fallen and repent and do the deeds you did at first or else I'm coming to you and will remove your lampstand out of its place unless you repent. This you do have, that you hate the deeds of the Nicolaitans, which I also hate. He who has ears to hear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. To those who overcome, I will grant to eat of the tree of life, which is in the paradise of God. I believe the Lord Jesus is awakening first love in, in us, in me, in you, in, in us, and that word repent, it just mean. it doesn't even mean to be sorry, it, it means to change the way you think about all of life. get a new paradigm of thinking in light of what I'm telling you it's Jesus in light of what I'm communicating I want you to think differently about life and the church and the gospel and I believe the reason the church needs revival is because the church moves away from repentance Repentance isn't a moment, it's a lifestyle. Repentance, if you were to picture repentance, it's wet clay that can always be moldable. And as soon as we harden and we're no longer moldable wet clay, we start to drift away We start to build theologies in our mind and structures of who we think God is. And it, it's not God, it's just principles of God. And it starts to dry up and we lose first love. When we lose first love, we lose that cutting edge. and we lose that cutting edge, we start to become lukewarm and then we get dull of heart. And we start kind of drifting into a church that's doing the right things and persevering and resisting the Nicolaitan teaching which was compromise they weren't in compromise they just were doing ministry camping around what god had done and they'd lost they needed revival and i think that revival is a word that we all throw around without recognizing that revival itself, the need for revival, is an indictment against the church. Revival just means to wake up, to arise from the dead, to come out of a slumber. Revival is not even in the Bible because they didn't need revival. When we stop, when we stop repenting as a lifestyle, we start needing revival. And all revival is, is the manifestations that flow out of first love. I have a story that I think will capture what first love looks like. And I'm gonna read this to you. It's from a, a saint named Brother John of Alvernia. He was a, I think he was about a third or fourth generation follower of Saint Francis of Assisi. So he would have never known Francis personally but he was a, a follower of his. And when we behold stories like this, we, we have a, a choice that we can make. We can, be, we can be poor in spirit, which when we listen to something like what I'm going to read, it's going it's to pierce some of you, and it's going to reveal poverty. It's going to reveal what you don't have and when that that takes place in us we have a choice like I can I can bend to that piercing and embrace the pain of that poverty the longing of that poverty and if I'll embrace the pain of the poverty it will produce desire which is hunger and thirst so I can lean in and say God if if there's a, a place of devotion that you have for me, wound me and draw me there, which requires a letting go of being rich in spirit, which are mental justifications of why I'm good right where I am. So this is a testimony of the the Lord Jesus, which Revelation tells us is the spirit of prophecy. So I'm prophesying to you tonight. I, I, I'm prophesying to you through an encounter that Brother John of Alvernia had. Uh, they're gonna put the words on the screen if you want to. Read along with me. But God, we're at, we're at your feet, Jesus. and I pray it would be as if you were speaking this yourself to us. So, uh, Brother John was a young man and it starts off with his childhood. I'm not gonna read that if he was hungering for God so they took him into the order of St. Francis being received into the order so young and confided to the care of the master of the novices. He grew so spiritual and so devout that whenever he heard the master speak of God, he felt his heart to burn within him as if it had been on fire so that it was impossible for him to remain quiet And he ran to and fro in the garden in the forest and even in the church for so sweet was the sensation he experienced that it seemed to him as if his heart was melted like wax before the fire as time went on this holy youth advanced from virtue to virtue and his soul was adorned and enriched with spiritual gifts he was often wrapped in ecstasy so that his mind was raised at times to the splendors of the cherubim, at times to the ardor of the seraphim and the joys of the beatified. At one time this ecstasy of divine love, which seemed as it were to set his heart on fire, lasted for three years, and this took place on the holy mountain of Alvernia but as God takes special care of his children, sending them at diverse times, consolation or tribulation, adversity or prosperity, according to their need, in order to preserve in them the grace of humility or to awaken in their hearts a greater thirst after spiritual things. So it pleased his divine bounty when the three years were ended to withdraw from brother John this flame of celestial love and take from him every spiritual consolation. Then was brother John most disconsolate and sorrowful, and this great trial made him so miserable that he wandered about the forest, crying out with sighs and tears for the beloved spouse of his soul. For without his presence his soul could enjoy neither peace nor rest. Yet nowhere could he find his beloved or recovered those sweet spiritual sensations to which the love of Christ had accustomed him. Now this trial lasted several days, during which time he persevered in prayer, weeping and sighing and imploring the Lord to take pity on his soul and restore to him his beloved. At last his patience having been sufficiently tried as he was wandering one day sorrowfully in the forest, he sat down, overcome with fatigue, and as he was gazing up to heaven with his eyes full of tears, Jesus Christ, the Blessed One, appeared to him, standing in silence on the path by which he itself had come. Brother John knew him to be the Christ, and throwing himself at his feet, he burst into a flood of tears and addressed him, help me. O my Lord, for without thee, my sweet Savior, I'm all in sorrow and in darkness. Without thee, gentle Lamb, I'm in anguish and fear. Without thee, Son of the Most High God, I'm in confusion and shame. Without thee, I'm despoiled of every good, for thou art Jesus Christ, the true light of my soul. Without me, I'm lost and damned, for thou art the life of souls, the life of life. Without Thee, I am sterile and unfruitful, for Thou art the fountain, foundation of every grace. Without Thee, I could have no consolation, for Thou, O Jesus, art our redeemer, our love, our desire, the bread of comfort, the wine which rejoices the hearts of angels and of saints. Enlighten me, O pitying shepherd, for I am your lamb, albeit most unworthy. When the Lord delays to grant the desires of holy men, their love towards him greatly increases. For the which reason Christ, the Blessed One, left Brother John, going from him without granting his request and without speaking to him, Brother John arose and running after him, threw himself again at his feet, imploring him not to leave him, crying out, O Jesus Christ, most sweet savior have mercy on me in my trouble (laughs) by the truth of thy salvation and the multitude of thy mercies restore to me the joy of my countenance and cast upon me a look of pity for the earth is full of your mercy but the lord jesus went from him without saying a word or leaving him any consolation Then Brother John followed him with great fervor, and when he came up to him, Christ the Blessed One turned around. And looking at him most sweetly, he opened his holy and merciful arms and embraced him. And when he opened his arm, Brother John saw rays of light come from his holy bosom, which lighted up the whole forest, as well as his own soul and body. Then Brother John knelt down at the feet of Christ the Blessed One, who as he'd given his feet, his foot to Mary Magdalene to kiss, so he gave it to Brother John. Then Brother John, taking it with great reverence, bathed it with his tears like another Magdalene, saying devoutly, I pray thee, O my Lord, look not at my sins, but by thy holy passion, and by thy precious blood which thou hast shed, Awaken my soul to the grace of thy love for thou hast commanded us to love thee with all our heart and with all our strength which commandment none can fulfill without your help. Help me then beloved son of God that I may love you with all my heart and all my strength. And as brother John was praying at the feet of Christ his prayer was granted and the flame of divine love which he had lost was restored to him and he felt greatly comforted. Then knowing that the gift of divine grace had been restored to him, he began to return thanks to Christ, the Blessed One, and to devoutly kiss his feet. Then standing up and looking on the Savior's face, Jesus Christ gave him his holy hands to kiss. And having kissed them, Brother John approached the bosom of Christ and embraced him. Christ the blessed one received him in his arms, and as brother John embraced the Savior and was embraced by him, the air was filled with the sweetest perfumes, so sweet that no other perfume in the world could be compared with them. Thus was brother John consoled, enlightened, and wrapped in ecstasy, and this sweet perfume lasted in his soul for many months, and thenceforth from his lips, which had drunk at the fountain of divine wisdom on the sacred bosom of the Savior, there fell most wonderful and celestial words, which changed the hearts of those who heard him, producing great fruit in souls. And for a long time, when other brother John followed the path in the forest where the blessed feet of Christ had passed, he saw the same wonderful light and breathed the same sweet odor, When Brother John came back to himself after this vision, though the corporal presence of Christ had disappeared, his mind was so enlightened and so imbued with divine wisdom that although he was not a learned man or versed in human studies, he explained most wonderfully the most difficult questions on the Holy Trinity and the profound mysteries of Holy Scripture. And when speaking before the Pope, cardinals, kings, barons, masters, doctors, they were surprised at his sublime discourse and at the words of wisdom which he pronounced. first love is a wound and an ecstasy. It's a longing and a desire fulfilled. It's agony and it's glory all wrapped in one. John 15, Jesus says, abide in my love. Just as the Father's loved me, I've loved you. Abide in my love. And he says a couple verses later, I speak these things to you so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be made full. And a few verses before that, he says, I'm the vine and you're the branch. Abide in me. But Paul in his writings tells us that we're not a a, a natural branch, we're a wild branch. We're a wild branch that has to get grafted in to Jesus. And the way that a branch gets grafted into a vine or into a tree is through a wound. The the vine, the tree, has to be cut. And the branch has to be cut. And it's in the wound that a union takes place. The story of Brother John, you see the wound and you see the ecstasy, you see the suffering, and you see the joy, you see the cost, but you see the reward. First love is, is about that union. It's about where the branch and the vine touch. It's a mutual longing, it's a, it's a mutual desire. But it starts with Him, it's first love. and His love is first and His love is fresh. His love is, is not a heavy yoke. It's the most passionate thing that we'll ever know. When you're filled with first love, you tremble when you come to church on Sundays. You get there early you you come to prayer you wake up you know when first love is not a heavy yoke it's not performance it's connection it's the deepest connection and it takes place it's it's a wound it's a wound that awakens love and if we want first love the reason Jesus is so adamant to Ephesus the, 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 church, the, the, bright church of the Mediterranean world, the church that had, it was, it was doing it, but it, it he's so adamant on first love is because first love, it keeps us at the cross, it, it keeps the cross at the center of everything, at the center not just of our lives, not just of our church, not just of our gatherings of existence. It's the center of existence. It's the cross of Jesus Christ. It's the love of God incarnate. And I was meditating as I was this this word, the, the spirit of this word. I didn't have the words. I just had the spirit of this word was coming on me. I was meditating upon the cross, on the wounds of Jesus that were awakening first love. And I was I was meditating first on Jesus in the garden, as he's so bent over in emotional distress, that he's bleeding, sweat like blood, such emotional turmoil that is blood vessels were bursting in his forehead because think why did why did Jesus suffer because of first love so the capillaries in his forehead burst as the weight of sin was coming. Then he was taken from there before the high priest and he was eventually handed over to Pilate to be flogged. And as we, as we, as we go here a little bit on a journey of just the wounds of Jesus, Jesus died not just for you, but he died as you so these aren't just jesus's wounds if we will allow ourselves to be identified with him they'll become our wound so he's 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 handed over to a roman flogging which the whips they used had bits of metal in them and he would have first been on his back Of his thighs, back of his calves, back of his head, ripped, and ripped, and ripped. Then they would have turned him on his st- onto his back. They flogged his stomach, his thighs, his shins. This is the vine of heaven. Then they took a thorn, a crown of thorns, they pierced his brow. And then they took three nails, and put two between his wrist. They couldn't do the hand, because if they would do the hand it would rip through the hand because the bones in the hand can't carry the weight of the body so it was in the wrist between the two bones to make up our forearm so that he would hang on his bones and then a nail through his ankles For him, he longs for us. First love, first love, that's why. First love, first love, that's first love, that's that's first love, that is first love, that is a love that we will spend all of eternity comprehending. I think the deepest thing I've ever known to first love was when my baby girl came forth from the womb and I held her in my arms. That was the most first fresh powerful, passionate, overwhelming. It was something in me died in that moment and something else came to life. That's his love every day, every moment. That is the longing of Jesus. And he has not yet received the reward. He hasn't received the fulfillment of that desire. He hasn't. He, he, has, he hasn't gotten what he paid the price for. He paid, that was, he paid the price. And now, he's like a bridegroom betrothed to a bride who is separated from her. Wounded. Scarred. Yearning. Yearning for a wedding. And the Holy Spirit is brooding on the earth. Working actively on the earth to prepare a bride that will meet Him at the altar. The Holy Spirit and the Father, they witnessed the crucifixion, they were there. And now the Holy Spirit's passion is to serve the church. That the lamb would receive the reward of suffering. That his first love yearning would be satisfied. So what is first love? It's simply when the bride receives a revelation from the Holy Spirit of the bridegroom. When you see his desire, what can you do but become like Brother John, scouring the forest at noontime, weeping for the beloved spouse of your soul? When you realize who it is that's betrothed Himself to you the whole orientation of your being is, is there's going to be a wedding. It's the reason that I'm living to marry the lamb. Not individual, corporate. We are the bride of Christ. and So we, we act as if first love is some thing reserved for St. Francis and his followers, or the super religious, or the super devout who pray—no, ex- no, it's—it's no, it's not about what you and I do. It's about a revelation. It's about letting the Holy Spirit wound us with the love of Jesus. How do we receive the wound? We receive Him. We, when we catch a revelation of His love for us, it will ruin us for the rest of our lives. When you receive a revelation of who this man is that loves you, at that moment you become an alien on earth. You become a sojourner. You become love sick. You receive when it, it's a wound. It's ecstasy but it's a wound and your whole orientation of your life becomes wrapped in God all the other things fade away life starts to take on true meaning you touch reality this is why Jesus is so firm with Ephesus I don't care about all the ministry if it's not being sourced from first love because this is this is the cross it's like the cross stands it's the bridge between now and what's to come it's the door between the now and the not yet of the kingdom it's 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 reality it's it's the cross is the center point of existence the cross the cross is it's eternal the cross is where heaven and earth became united they touch it's when the creator was crucified it's it's when the lamb was slain it's when it, it it's the cross it's it's about it's it's the center it's saint francis said when I, when i die He said, if you were to open up my insides and look on my heart, you would see the cross branded upon it. It's it's the center. First love keeps the cross alive. It keeps it at the forefront. We have a tendency to kind of grow past the cross. What takes place inside of you when you look at the cross? What do you feel when you hear the gospel? It's not just a revelation of love. It's not to shame you. It's simply to say there's repentance. first love is so it's fresh it's easy
1: it's an easy yoke
0: it makes hard things easy because you're in love it's like this isn't this isn't for this this isn't for special this is the gospel it's a gospel first love when i met jackie when i got on the airplane to fly to california to go see her my insides would tremble Because I knew I was going to go and meet her there. How do you approach coming to the house of Jesus? This isn't to shame you. But this is to say, is there space for repentance? What takes place inside of you when you come to the scripture? What takes place inside of you when you worship? Like what is it first? Is it fresh? So I think the enemy works really hard on the church to justify our acceptance and our embracing of mediocrity. Be like, oh, what Jordan's talking about, that's, that's so, that's a heavy o. Yo- that's legalistic. And almost to to make this this first love feel like it's that's emotionally exhausting. God wouldn't call me like da da da. But it's like imagine what first love would do to you. Imagine, imagine like you you know it because you got saved. The joy of your salvation. What if it's not supposed to grow? dole or wax or way? what if it's supposed to be fresh? What if it's actually just a paradigm of hell to steal and kill and destroy to try to take you away from passion and into duty? What if that's not the way? what if what if what if it's just a gift received? What if it's just a wound that changes everything? Jesus was pierced by a spear. And out of that piercing came blood and water. It was his final wound on the cross. And then he died. In the garden, Adam slept. God caused him to go to sleep. And then God wounded Adam and pulled Eve out of his side. True drink, true food, it's Jesus. It's it's Jesus. It's blood and water. It was the baptism of water, the washing of the blood. Jesus was receiving his bride. Washing us, He washes us. He washes us because He wants us. I'm not trying to give you eloquent words tonight. I'm trying to minister from weakness and to just to give you the burden of the Lord on me. And I, I, I believe it's not just words. I don't think these are my words. I believe that these are the words of Jesus and that it's not about words. It's that Jesus wants to awaken the lamp of first love tonight, that it would burn with holy fear. And uh, I, I, we we have communion and I think there's stations in the back, there's stations up front and I, I feel like God Like we're supposed to take communion and then we're supposed to anoint with oil in that order that there's a partaking of the blood the body to actually feast upon him to actually say i receive you your wounded love I, i receive feast upon him and then and then we're to anoint with oil that would light the lamp of first love I, I just, there's an invitation from the Lord to receive first love from Him, it's His love. We, we need Him to love Him with all our heart, mind, soul, and strength. We need Him to do it, and He wants to help us, He, he wants to awaken this lamp. But it requires repentance, there's usually a letting go. And what Jesus isn't asking for is you to make a commitment of what first love looks like. It doesn't work like that. He just wants to be connected with you. That is the message of his bleeding, broken body. That is what you should hear from every wound, from his back, from his legs from his glorious brow, from his side, is a cry that says, I just want connection with you. I long for you. I want you. That doesn't make sense, but that's a revelation. If you want to receive that heart cry, and you actually want to identify with that heart cry, I'm going to make... I'm gonna make the, the elements of communion available. That's the invitation of the Lord. That's the the cry, it's his broken body. It's his shed blood, his His body broken, his blood shed is the wine of the new covenant. It's an invitation. It says, I am yearning for connection with you, but it's with fear and trembling in a way tonight, it's with the fear of the Lord that we would we would even partake of this and say, I'm, I'm hungry for you and I receive the crucified God tonight I receive your your wounded heart cry for me. I receive it tonight. And if you want to receive it it's, it's it's open. You can come. You can come. You can kneel if you want to if you want to kneel up front but I just you have to move away from the station so that people can come. So the middle's open, the sides are open but you can come. You can come you want to if you want to feast if you want to eat him drink him receive him lord we receive you we receive your 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 crucified heart your broken body god we receive your plea for connection tonight lord we take these elements as an act of repentance and as an act of desire repentance, Lord, from any way we've our love's grown cold, or it's grown professional, or it's grown familiar, or it's grown complacent, or lukewarm we repent, God and and as we partake, we confess Lord that we, we desire you we confess that you can come and wound us with love tonight that your wounds on the cross, they're also my wounds. They are our wounds. Lord, we choose to identify with you in your woundedness, in in your yearning, in your desire that is yet to be fulfilled. We just bend, we bend, we bend to it, God. We bend to it, God. Thank you. the land what we want. That's what we want. That's what I want. Replace that lamb, God. Replace that lamb. Let it burn with holy fear. Let it burn with holy fear. About emotion, tell him, tell him, wound us with love, Lord. Wound us with love. Wound me with love. Wound me with love. Cut our hearts, God. Cut these branches. Cut these branches. Cut these branches. We can be grafted, God. That in the place of suffering that you could turn it to joy. That in the place of deep heart longing, we would find the bliss of your presence, God. Cut us open. Cut us open, God. Cut us open. Cut us, God. We're not playing a religious game, God. Cut us open. Wound our hearts, God wound our hearts God we receive the cross we receive the cross we receive the cross God we receive it tonight we receive those nails those those lashes God we receive we receive God we receive and we come back we come back to the foot of the cross and we receive we receive God. We gaze upon you. We behold the crucified Lamb of God. We behold the wounded heart cry of the the beloved one. We, We behold the Lamb of God. We behold the bridegroom of heaven. We behold. We behold you. We behold you. We just say, Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, serve the heart of Jesus and have your way in us tonight. Have your way in us tonight, God. Wound us in such a way, God. It's not emotion. We don't want emotion, God. We want to change. God, we don't ever want to drift away. We don't want to drift. We don't want to drift. We don't want to drift. We're willing to repent. God, I'm willing to repent. I actually feel like Jesus is, is he's waiting for some of you. There's, there's some wrestling matches going on right now. You can check out. But it's like Jesus is waiting to see. There's some of you, you're just, he's waiting. He's waiting. He's just longing to touch you with first love. You're having to push through some things. There's a letting go. There's a letting go. There's a letting go, there's a letting go, there's a letting go. The conviction of the Holy Spirit hes here right now, there's conviction, there's conviction of sin. Some of you there's conviction of sin, you didn't see it, it's coming right now, you haven't been able to see it, but there's a conviction of sin, the spirit of repentance, The eyes of Jesus, they see. They see true repentance. He moves to true repentance. Just repent, repent. We repent. Just voice your repentance. Voice your repentance. forward, if you want to come forward and kneel if you want to acknowledge publicly I, I need to turn, I need to come back, there's there's a love I just feel like tonight it's like there's justifications that are breaking and some of you are like, I'm a leader I can't do that I feel like there's even some of you you were on the, you were supposed to minister on a ministry team no, no, it's it's just repent, just if you want to if you want to come, if you want to acknowledge before the Lord, before people say, I need first love. I don't know where it is, but just let the justifications break tonight. And let's just come before Him. He just wants connection. That's the cry of a repentant heart. I just want
1: connection with you.
0: I just want connection. You know, I feel like I'm supposed to share this. I hope, Jackie, it's okay with you. But we were we were having conversations a number of weeks ago, just feeling disconnected with a, a new baby. And like, how do we do this? How do we be face to face when life's just busy and ministry and baby. And, and we were sat down and we were like making up a plan. Like this is what we need to do. This is what we need to do for connection. This is da, 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 da we had this whole day planned to just be a day of connection and like halfway through we were like, this isn't even working. Like it's like, and I just like, something in my heart broke and I was like, I don't know what to do but like, you're right in front of me and like my heart's just, like loves you and it was just like repentance in me. It was like something, it was like, everything changed in a moment. It wasn't heavy. It wasn't all these things we needed to do. It was like, it was like, my bride was in front of me and she loved me and I loved her and nothing else mattered. And I just feel like there's something, there's repentance right now that it's it's not about oh I haven't prayed enough or I haven't read enough. Like he doesn't want that. That's not repentance. He wants he just wants the cry that's I want you. Like I want you. I want you. I want to eat you. I want to drink you. Like that's the cry. It's like he's bringing us right down to that cry. I just want you, Jesus. I just want you. We don't have to figure it out. It's just that was salvation. God stepped into our darkness and said, I I want you, and we said, I want you too. We just come right there. If that's your cry, just, I want you to come forward. If that's your cry, if you just say, I just, I just want you, just come forward. Just come and kneel in the presence of the Lord. Just come and kneel. Just come and kneel. Just come and kneel in the presence of the Lord. Just come and kneel. significant things it's some it's it's hard right now there's leaders there's I just want you to kneel some of you it's like I just just if the Lord if he's working on you just just kneel yeah this isn't like a polished service this isn't about This isn't about trying to conjure an emotional experience. This is about, like I might be uncomfortable, this is uncomfortable for me, but it's like I, I just see the dream in his heart, it's a first love, people. Lord, we'll wait on you. You were silent to John, to brother John, the story we read, you were silent. I feel it's like the Lord's silent right now. It's not emotional right now. He's like there's space, there's space to have true repentance. Not like a, not like a hit in the arm that we can shake off and go home, but a true repentance. Thresholds. He's breaking thresholds in me as a leader. How long are you going to let this go, Jordan? How long are you going to have people sitting here awkwardly? People might leave. I, I could listen to all of those thoughts. But I believe true repentance is happening in this room. And I believe that Jesus is worthy of waiting on people will wait for four hours to get on a roller coaster at Six Flags. So I just challenge you, don't check out because this isn't a polished, nice time frame. Like we could rush and say, oh, let's anoint with oil now so that the Holy Spirit can move and it can be good. I, I, I just feel there's true repentance happening He's wooing, he's pursuing, he's pursuing hearts. It's not about my voice, it's about your voice. He's like listening to the repentant cry. He's listening for the voice of the bride. Like that's what's what's arising. We're tapping into the cry of a lovesick bride. He says, you're worthy, Jesus. You're worthy of, of waiting. That's how much we want connection. That's how much we want you. You're worthy of kneeling, prostrate, you're willing of a public confession, you're worthy because I don't care what anybody else thinks, I want connection with you, Jesus. Lord if you find that in your church, the the church will set the world on fire. Lord when our cry is just a reflection of your cry, when our cry for connection is just a reflection of your cry for connection. Nothing can stop us. Yeah, just, just cry, just cry to Him. Let the Holy Spirit awaken prayer inside of you. It's a prayer for more, it's a, it's, a, it's a cry of the lovesick. Let it come forth, it's coming forth, it's coming forth, yeah, it's coming forth, I, I feel it. Yeah, there's a lovesick cry in this room, it's coming, it's coming. It's coming, it's coming, oh God, oh God, it's a cry. Oh, you're worthy of our cry. You're worthy of our time. It's a cry, God, it's a cry, it's a cry. Lord, it's a cry, it's a cry of a people who want their God. It's a cry, God, it's a cry coming forth. In the midst of a consumeristic culture, God, it's a deeper cry. It's a cry, to cry, to cry. It's a cry, to cry, to cry. It says, I want you, God. We want you, God. We want you, God. We want you, God. Oh, we want you, God. We want you, God. We want connection. God, our cries, connection. Our cry is connection, God. Holy Spirit, just remove now, remove, remove everything that hinders connection. And awaken the fire of first love. open your hearts to receive
2: God would you touch us with your first love Lord would you wound us so deep Lord that we would never recover Lord that we would look at the cross Lord and be struck with so much depth of gratitude Lord I just pray, Holy Spirit, that you would come and awaken first love, that you would come and awaken first love, that you would come and awaken. Would you come and breathe, breathe in the depths of us, Lord, breathe in areas, breathe on the embers of first love, God, in our hearts. Lord, we long for nothing else but you alone, Lord. We want our lives to be oriented around you alone, Lord. Mondays through Saturdays, Lord, to be about you alone, Lord. Would you come and awaken first love? Holy Spirit, I pray right now that you would come and just flame, fan the flame of first love in every heart, Lord. Would you come and we just offer the dry kindling of our submission right now. We offer the kindling of our submission right now. We just say, burn, breathe on us, breathe on us, burn in us first love, God. I pray just for a baptism of first love in every single heart, Lord, that we would never recover, Lord, that we would never recover, Lord, that we would never recover, Lord, that you would make us a giddy, wild, crazy in love bride, Lord. We want to be married to you, Lord, and our entire existence, Lord, is about this. Would you come and just baptize us, Lord, from head to toe? Would you fill us, Lord? Would you fill us, Lord? Would you fill us, Lord? Holy Spirit, show us the value and the worth of the Son, Lord, that we would go and sell everything just to follow you, God. There's a deeper surrender. There's a deeper yielding. There's a deeper yielding. The Holy Spirit sees it as kindling deeper yielding, there's a deeper yielding, there's a deeper yielding. Holy Spirit, would you escort us into the depths, into the depths of your love, into the depths of first love, into the deep, deep, deep places of love, God.